you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, Brother Richard and Jay Mack are on tap to help us navigate the show. Mm-hmm. We've got a special guest joining us in just a few minutes, uh, Steve Tiber, who's the president and CEO of Eight Days of Hope, is going to join us to talk about a new ministry opportunity, a way for you to serve in Laplace, Louisiana. So uh, he'll be joining us in just a few minutes. But I, I want to, before Steve joins us, kind of set up for where we're going to go in the yeah. show today and what we're going to talk about. Um, Will the Great and I had been talking about this issue ongoingly um, in Florida. Oh, yeah. And talking about Disney. Yeah. Um, this this is a big deal for us. It's a big deal for our family. Uh, we are raising kids in real time. Mm-hmm. So the things that we discuss and that we talk through on this show, we are embroiled in those things right now. We are yeah. discussing those things oh, right yeah. now. We're not looking back on what it was like to parent. We're not looking ahead and saying, hey, what might we do, you know, when our kids are of this age? And, you know, we are in it right now. We're raising right. Generation Z. And um, I guess Generation Alpha is the gener- – our we have Z and Alpha in, in our home. <laughs> and um, anyway, and, and so we are trying to be faithful as we parent them. And so as we continue talking about this among ourselves and talking about it with them, yeah. um, trying to help them discern and apply Scripture and ask tough questions, even of themselves – um, this is a part of, of training them and we take it very seriously. And so anyway, as we continue to talk about um, Disney and and just, you know, what the implications of Disney's position, uh, what those implications are, uh, we were talking about one of the things that came out of the story. We were talking about this bill in Florida that passed by God's grace um, that would protect kindergarten to third graders. I think it should go further than that yeah. and protect all kids in school. Um, but you know, we take what we can get and we keep, keep pushing, right? We keep fighting. Well, actually sometimes we don't push the opposition pushes. <laughs> we should, keep you know, pushing. we should keep pushing. So, so let me say we take what we can get and then hopefully we keep pushing say it that way. Yeah. Um, but we, I, we were talking about the fact that the human rights campaign came out and declared that they would not accept Disney's offer of money. Mm hmm. Um, as sort of a public apology and a promise to do better. Now, as we do, we, we want to look at these issues that happen in culture. We want to drill down on these issues, and we want to always ask, what are the spiritual implications? So today's topic is the end of corporate shakedowns is frightening. Mm. Now, what do I mean when I say that? And I'm just kind of setting this up so that on the other side of our interview with Steve Tiber, we can go back to this. So I want you to kind of file this away um, as a a setup for where we're going to go. Everyone, I I would say everyone listening to me is aware that it became very common nature or actually and probably in some ways right up on here, right here uh, up until recently, Mm -hmm. um, it was very common 
for corporations to use money to apologize. Yeah. And in fact, it was a way for organizations to raise funds. Right. <laughs> in right. fact, I would say that this 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 national understanding of the way you shake down a corporation mm-hmm. uh, was how people like L. Sharpton and Jesse Jackson made their living. Mm. Hush money. Hush money. Now, do this. This is the question. This is the question. Depending on who it came from, if it were uh, Jesse Jackson, mm-hmm. it would be like, listen, <laughs> now, it, are you are you a racist? You know, if it were Al Sharpton, <laughs> it was like, I know you racist, <laughs> but if you don't want me to tell nobody, then you give me five million. That's that's how it sounded. That's what it looks like. Mm. Uh, it, and it came from all kinds of different organizations. Um, the the homosexuals and the homosexual activists saw this as an entry point to gain access to these corporations. And so they said, oh, wait, that works. Mm. OK, well, then we've been injured as well. And so then you saw these organizations start to get money because these corporations were like, no, we're not mean people. We're not bad people. Everybody wants to be virtuous. Um, uh, let me say it this way. They want to be virtuous a- apart from Christ. Right. All right? They, right. they do not want to be redeemed. Okay, they do not want the imputed righteousness of Christ. They want their own righteousness, a, a type of self-righteousness that you then validate as a culture. And corporations realize that in order for them to secure this, they had to keep the angriest among us happy. Mm. And 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 that's that's what they worked to do for a very long time. And it seemed to be working. It is chilling to me. And I'm going to unpack this. We're going to talk about it. It is chilling to me that we have now entered into a phase where that type of corporate shakedown is no longer the tactic that's no longer the aim so we're going to pause here and uh, we'll come back to that so just ready yourself for Mm -hmm. that um, as we go back into that conversation but right now I would like to welcome our distinguished guest Mr. Steve Tiber to the program he is the president and CEO the founder of eight days of hope and there is a new outreach ministry opportunity uh, and these guys could use your help Steve how are you Man, I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for having me. I, Man, I so love AFR and appreciate your guys' prayers and support over the last 16 years. So thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Praise God. It's our pleasure to partner with you and to continue getting the word out about the incredible work that you're doing and the way that the Lord has used this ministry um, to bless families, not just in their with their felt needs, but to bless these families, spiritually speaking. Can you tell our listeners about what 8 Days of Hope is doing here soon and how they can be a part of it? Yeah, thank you. You know, eight days of hope, the number eight in the Bible means new beginnings. And, you know, Hurricane Ida is not in the news anymore because we're talking about other things, and I understand why. But families in Louisiana uh, are still living in cars and tents and mm-hmm. RVs or with family members or sleeping in homes that still have roof damage and they're gutted out and they either don't have the means, the monies, or maybe didn't have the right insurance policy to, to rebuild their home. So in April... From April 9th to the 16th, Eight Days of Hope will be leading thousands of volunteers from across the country, and we're going to help 150 families rebuild their homes in eight days. So mm. think extreme makeover, think the big bus, think cool <laughs> cool hair. Now, I don't have cool hair, we don't have 150 <laughs> yeah, you buses. Do. Uh, you got cool but, hair, Steve. <laughs> but but, but this, this, what a great opportunity for the sure. church to shine. And so it's free, we provide food and lodging. And, of course, all the information's on our website at 8daysofhope.com. But we can't wait. It's been three years since we did a rebuilding trip in Houston mm. after Hurricane Harvey, um, somewhat because of COVID and some other reasons. But 
April 9th to the April 16th, we'll be going to Laplace, which is just outside New Orleans. We're really excited. Okay, so now you're you're nearing my stumping grounds over there. Um, you know mm. we're, we're we're New Orleans natives, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh. I, I do I I do want to run through though some of those questions. I know that this comes up whenever we talk. This is the response that people they're people who don't have a lot of experience, and there is always the question: sure. Can sure. we help if we're not as handy as we would like to be? Absolutely. Of course, we want skilled volunteers, you know, handy men, handy women, people who maybe were in the trade or know how to do something or just really enjoy working with our hands. But I tell people all the time, you know, we're very family friendly. It's a great opportunity for the family to go serve for at least three days. You do need to come Mm -hmm. for at least three days. Um, But if you can make a sandwich or drive a car, uh, we're doing a baseball camp for two days. We're going to share the gospel while we teach uh, young boys and girls who want to play baseball you know, for, you know, on Friday and Saturday during the event. Wow. Uh, we've got a night of worship. We've got a lot of fun things going on. We have a community project where we're going to go in a couple area parks and just do some sprucing up and, and some painting, something that everyone can do. So if you go to the website, 8daysofhope.com, read the FAQs. You know, this is about our ninth time to go to Louisiana the last 16 years mm-hmm. with Hurricane Delta and Laura, Katrina, uh, Rita. I mean, I can go on and on, and I hate that we have to go back again. But, but again, I said this earlier, what a great time with everything going on in the world for the church to shine. And so, again, if you're listening today, we always tell people, pray for us. Uh, this is a big undertaking. We'll be doing millions of dollars of work. We'll be sharing with gospel, uh, with, with people wherever we go. Um, consider volunteering uh, as well. Um, so, you know, both are so needed but we're really excited for April 9th to April 16th. And, you know, that's Easter week. So what, mm-hmm. what a cool week as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus to go serve people with the last day being the day before Easter. So uh, La Paz, Louisiana, we're excited to go back. We were there for Hurricane Isaac, but we'll be back in April, April 9th to the 16th. Yeah, let me just make this one final point here before we let you go, Steve, because I, I think that it is so interesting that you're talking about Resurrection Weekend uh, coinciding with the work that you're doing there. And I think that there's a natural connection that you can make when you go to serve people. There's a door that is just automatically open for the gospel. But how much more impactful um, the opportunity to be there and to talk about our risen Lord. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if you have maybe one story that kind of comes to mind here and the impact and the power of the gospel as you go to meet people's felt needs. You know, I tell people the greatest sermon I ever heard, and I've heard a lot of great people speak, um, mm-hmm. is the one I saw. And I'll never forget a group of teenage, or excuse me, a group of college students from a school in Michigan did not go on a ski trip, but they came and served with us in, in Mississippi after Hurricane Katrina. And I remember the day number one, they had a lot of, they had a lot of energy and they're like, we don't know how to do roofing, but we, you know, we could do a little bit of painting, but we don't know why we're here. Maybe we should have come. But after the end of day number one, they were like, oh, my gosh, we're so glad we're here. Well, on day number six, because of their energy and their enthusiasm, they served a lady by the name of Miss Anna May. She was 84. And Miss Anna May asked the girls, why would you come here to Bay St. Louis, Mississippi? I don't know you. You don't know me. Probably never see you again. And one of the girls shared her testimony. And Miss Anna May at 84 years young, fell on her knees on her driveway and accepted Jesus into her heart, repented from her sins. And that moment changed those girls' lives forever, as it did Miss Anna Mae. 
Mm. affect her eternity. So those sometimes it isn't <laughs> about the roof we're putting on. It's not about the house we're training or the new wiring or the new air conditioning we're putting in. I tell our volunteers, you're going to be exhausted, but when you leave, you'll be changed forever. Your heart will be full, and those girls to this day still travel with eight days of hope. Oh, wow. That's wow. just incredible. That is I'm I Steve, we're not going to hold you here, but I just I just want to say I'm thinking about um the prayer coverage that extended mm. 86 years. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm thinking there look there are people who are amazing? listening right now that you've been praying for your loved ones and and you feel like you don't see any signs of life. Like you feel mm. like it I mean, can you imagine a person gets to 86 years young as you said <laughs> and encounters Jesus Christ and he forgives her and welcomes her into the family of God. Mm. That Amen. is powerful. Yes. Steve, thank you and, so and, much. And think about it. Using le- less skilled volunteers who didn't get convinced by the enemy that they're worthless or they have nothing to give. <laughs> Man, if you can smile, if you're a good listener, if you could drive a truck, if you could man a warehouse or, or carry a bundle of shingles on your shoulder to give it to the roofers, go to 8daysofhope.com. Come serve with us April 9th to April 16th. That sounds great. Steve, thank you so much. God bless you in the ministry that you're yeah. heading, that you're leading. It's It's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. God bless you both. And again, thank you to AFR. I tell you, AFA, AFR, what an amazing organization. We couldn't do what we do without you. 80% of our volunteers come because they hear about it on your radio station. So thank you, guys. God bless you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Eight Days of Hope, everybody. Eightdaysofhope.com. Eightdaysofhope.com. As you go to the website, as I am here now on the site, it looks like you're going to be in Laplace, Louisiana. Maybe you can, maybe there will be someone who as you minister to them, um, they will minister to you in gumbo. You just never know. You never know, right? I mean, I'm not saying that you don't go for that. You just just never know. Um, Some good people (laughs) in Louisiana who sometimes their ministry is food. And so, anyways, um, 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope, E-I-G-H-T, daysofhope.com. Go check that out and then uh, learn how you might be able to help. All right, Will the Great, we're going to grab this break here, and then we come back on the other side. Again, want to reflect on the end of the corporate shakedown, at least the financial shakedown of these corporations, because in a sense, the shakedown continues, but it just is going to look different here. Mm, yeah. And uh, we want to talk about that. We want to talk about where we are. We've kind of turned the corner here um, and we're careening very fast over the heat over the hill. And um, but I, I think there's some hard work that many Christians who are tasked with salt and light are just unwilling to put in. Yeah. Let's just have a real conversation about it. And we will open the phone lines up in the last segment. So make sure you stick around for that. Aaron, the Addison's American family radio. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Where else can I go? Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for allowing us to spend this hour with you. We understand completely that there are so many different places where you can get your content. You can listen to commentary. I mean, truly, there not only is an app for whatever it is that you want, but there's probably a podcast now. And so so I understand that, you know, we're not the only place. So the fact that you choose to listen to us means a lot. 
Um, thank you so much for that. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that was Trip Lee with You Got It. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay, here we go. Into the thick of it we go. <laughs> um, we're talking about the end of corporate shakedowns um, that I really find frightening. Uh, the financial, the end of the financial shakedown of these corporations, because there's still a shakedown of, of sorts happening. I'm not going to continue to make that distinction. We'll do another show on it, okay? Um, but right now, what I want to focus on is the fact that when you have, uh, you have a, you have an LGBTQ yeah. group. Yeah. Okay. Guys, you know what we're saying. <laughs> I, I'm saying that in the interest of time. Mm -hmm. But I, I do like occasionally to slow down and for everyone to think about what we are talking about. Right. Because sometimes we just slap those letters onto things and we disconnect ourselves from the from meaning. From what it really is. Yeah. From what we're really talking about. Mm -hmm. So, like, for example, I'll give you a real quick example of how when we just slap those letters around and we don't think about what we're talking about. And people say lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender children. Hmm. OK. And, and so you, you, you may hear me refer to this as I read some of these articles. All three of the articles I'm going to refer to today come from a secular site that would be in favor of everything that I'm going to talk about today. So I went over to The Hollywood Reporter. To keep to keep tabs on what's going on, what's coming from Disney, mm -hmm. how it's being perceived. And, and if you want to know sometimes what's going on, you, you have to read what you might find unfavorable. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just to really get an idea of where these companies are and the people who are putting pressure on them. And so I went over to spend some time camping out at The Hollywood Reporter and I've read several stories. I've grabbed three of those stories for use today that I want to talk to you about, because I really think that it's very telling um, as far as what you can expect to see coming out of Disney and Disney is the topic of conversation. Will the greatest pulled a clip. We want you to hear a clip coming from Adidas. Um, also, we've got a clip and you may have heard about this, but I, I wanted you to hear it on this program as well. When the question is sort of like, what's the end game? What, what kind of culture do we live in and what's the aim um, as far as what would happen, what should happen to our children? There's some people um, who have plans for your children. In fact, they don't believe that they're your children. There's no such thing as other people's children. They believe that they belong collectively to the state. Um, and they're acting on that belief even right now, guys. So don't say that that's hyperbole because they're acting on that. Right. They're, they're showing you that they believe your children belong to them. So anyway, um, so we got a lot of ground to cover. So let me just jump right into it. Um, some of these articles are a little bit older, but I've I've used them to sort of string together what I feel like is a clear picture. So let me start with the most recent article. And this article is from March 13th. Um, headline, <clears throat> excuse me, HRC, which is a human rights campaign. Mm -hmm. HRC says it's gut check time for companies after Disney CEO Bob Chapek announced a pause on Florida, pol Florida political giving. So now... In their yes, eyes, all companies need to like, um, <laughs> you know, be on the lookout. Like they're like, they're, they want to check into all companies now. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. And, uh -huh. and, and what's more, we're not coming for money. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> wow. yes, yeah. yes. So we're coming for results. you. They want we're not coming for action. money. And that's exactly right. Wow. They want results. They want action. They want what you say. And what was previously reflected in your giving, they want that to be present, front and center. Watch this. Not just in your company's climate. See, somebody was trying to beat me to it. And they're like, oh, company climate. Nope, they already have that. 
All right. That's the corporate equality index. They've moved on from that. They already have that. All right. So not just, oh, you, and you and you thought, well, media, they want to see your dollars. Nope. They already have that, too, actually. <laughs> no, what they want mm -hmm. to see it reflected in is in your company's political activism. Because your silence is violence. So mm -hmm. now they have moved. So they don't they don't want your money unless your money is coupled with political activism they want you moving markers and and this let me tell you why i say that the end of the corporate shakedown the financial corporate shakedown is scary is because it tells me that they have already been successful in that area mm. so they only move to the the place where they need work okay mm. so no longer corporate shakedown for advertisements for commercials because they have that so in media uh in print they already have that right um, no more corporate shakedown for money. If you can have a $5 million promise that comes from Disney and the human rights campaign, uh, which is this country's <laughs> largest activist LGBTQ plus IOA um, organization. You, if you, that organization says, uh, we don't plan to accept your money, JPEG. We don't plan to accept your money until you show more feet on the ground in the communities that you serve. Now, Disney, the communities that you serve. And so they're not just talking about Florida, actually. <laughs> they're, they're talking about everywhere that Disney has any type of influence. Indeed, around the world, they are expecting Disney to get involved in the show. Well, it, but not China, though. <clears throat> so all around the world, except China, except China, uh, which uh, DeSantis and his team rightly called him out on on that. Mm -hmm. But here we go. This is an article from uh, March 13th. Human human rights campaign interim president Joni Madison said that the LGBTQ organization has already been in touch with Bob Chapek after the Disney CEO committed to pausing all political donations in Florida following internal backlash over its initial silence around the you know what they called it. It's HB 1557 SB 1834 parental rights protecting their kids. Um, ensuring that kids are not sexualized, Bill. Mm -hmm. All right. That's that's a big all of it. That's what it is. OK, that's what it is. Madison addressed the Walt Disney Company's latest pledge during the LGBTQ advocacy groups <laughs> annual Los Angeles dinner that was held this past Saturday night. All right. Chapek and Disney's past public silence on the controversial, as they call it, HB 1557 bill ignited an internal revolt among the company's LGBTQ employees. Now that's important too. And, and I hope that we have enough time to, I, I want to tell you why that's important. And, and I, I want to tell you why what the employees at Disney are saying matters to you. It matters to you. Okay. So the pressure that has been put on, Di on Disney mm -hmm. has come from outside of Disney and it has also come from within Disney. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And indeed, Bob, while, um, while Bob Chapek mm -hmm. was saying, we have you know, continued um, to move forward, and I'm paraphrasing him here. We're inclusive. Um, and we're... We are inclusive. And, and he said, we're not going to speak out on this political issue. We will continue to allow the kind of content that we produce to speak for us. So when he made those statements, you need to know that Disney's employees threw a flag on that play. And here's what That's they it. said. They said, <laughs> not <enough>. what? <laughs> they, they said, you're talking about the blink and you miss it type of that's, said, that. That yeah. literally is what they said. They said barely. B barely. <laughs> the blink and you miss it content. Oh, man. The Owl House series that was canceled after two years. They're saying 
And and man, I, let me get to let me let me continue reading here because you need to you need to hear these people in their own words so that you understand where they are and where they hope to go. All right. <clears throat> so, um this this woman, Joni Madison, who is acting as interim president of the Human Rights Campaign, this is what she said. These were her her comments at this dinner that was held on Saturday. Quote, you may have seen the news earlier this week that HRC is not going to take any funding from Disney <laughs> until we see them take real action to defeat hateful legislation in Florida, end quote. So what does that mean? So that means now the expectation is that Disney mm-hmm. not only scripts LGBTQ characters, I'm just calling sketchism. Let's call them the deviants from here on out. It's too much. Not, not only scripts deviant characters, okay? Not only scripts them, um, sketches them, all right? Animates them. Not only features them in children's programming, but now Disney has got to take a political position to move the ball forward. To move wow. the ball forward. So you know what's coming. <laughs> you know what's coming. Um, let me say the intensity of that you can only imagine. Right. The intensity of that you can only imagine because now what is going to happen is I can almost foresee an overcorrection, mm-hmm. which means which means the abuse of your children. Unless somebody there's going to be an overcorrection. Gains a backbone, Chapet. Unless some unless somebody in there well, gains well, like grow a backbone. Well, you know, listen. You no, know, no backbone. Grow. I don't know how many times I need to say you were right. <laughs> Okay, everything that I've read here suggests to me strongly, as much as I had hoped that Bob Chapek had that kind of resolve, um, it does not appear that he does. It does not appear that he does. Um, Anyway, continuing on with the remarks from this uh, Saturday night dinner from the interim president of HRC, quote, I was glad to speak to Bob yesterday afternoon, and we had a very productive conversation about the need for Disney to put real muscle into stopping what's happening to their employees and to fans. To their employees and to fans. Quote, we need Disney's partnership in getting the bills headed to DeSantis's desk vetoed. Wow. Now, Man. So listen, that's, they're, that's they're, they're turning Disney into mm-hmm. a political organization. Yeah, they're like, you're right. going to be political. I don't care that's what exactly right. you say about mm-hmm. you want to stay out of this. <laughs> and you know, you don't, No, you're going to be. That's right. A political organization. Yes. Wow. So now, so here, wow. here's the deal, though. So, but now, now people have a decision to make. I would say parents have a decision to make. Um, I would say Christians have a decision to make. I would say conservatives have a decision to make. Um, and that decision is, do you want to fund this monstrosity that would be a political action group? Because that's what Disney is. That's they're targeting. They're, they're telling you. That Disney now will work as our outreach arm, politically speaking. Disney will be our outreach arm, and you guys will fund that. Mm. And, 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 and furthermore, they're telling you that we actually have so much funding coming in from other places that we actually can, we can refuse Disney's money unless and until they act on our behalf. And acting on their behalf is not just doing what they're going to do in shows, because believe me, that is also a part of it. That is also a part of it. But that's not where the greatest force and the greatest pressure is being applied. The greatest force and the greatest pressure is being applied to political activism. Change laws. Block laws. Do you understand what I'm saying? Change people's sentiment Mm -hmm. once those laws are changed. 
Do you understand how much conflict? And I say this tongue in cheek, not in a joking way, but I say this to make a point. Do you understand how much conflict it has caused in the heart of Christians on the topic of murdering babies because we call it abortion and because we change laws in this country? Even though those laws do not comport with the law of God. Do you understand that Christians now are struggling to try to regain their sense of morality because they have been indoctrinated mm. by laws changed in this country? So you've got these very wicked people who understand the power of changing laws in this country that you change hearts and you change minds. Let me make another point for you here. There was once a time. Think about this just on a, on a, on a very basic level here, guys. There was once a time in this country where if you saw somebody riding around with their kid in their lap before we had child restraint laws, car seat laws and all of these other things, you didn't think, oh, that person hates their son right. or his or her son. You didn't you didn't think that you thought, oh, that's so cute. He thinks he's driving. <laughs> right. But now we have child safety laws where your kid has got to be properly restrained. And so over time, the changing of those laws, what does it cause? If you see a, if you see a mom driving down the street with her kid in her lap, hands on the steering wheel, you're not like, oh, look at that. So sweet. You're like, oh, my goodness. Um, what is it? Is it nine? Uh, oh, my goodness. I can't remember. Nine, one. Oh, what comes next? You can't, you're so upset. You can't even remember. Why? Because those laws have told mm. you. That that is wrong. <laughs> and the converse is also true. When we have bad laws to tell us that something is right, it causes an internal conflict. Unless you're anchored in the word of God. Those of us mm. anchored in the word of God, we were never duped. We never <laughs> changed our opinion on this because we're like, we don't care what you call it or what you enshrine into your laws. Right. Those laws are wicked. So anyways, getting back to this story. Um, Chapek announced at a Disney shareholder meeting that he was going to donate $5 million to HRC. HRC rejected that donation the same day. The Body same day. Quote, this is not about Bob <laughs> Chapek and Disney, this woman told the audience. Mm -hmm. It's gut check time for every CEO and company in America. Mm. The tech companies and entertainment companies here who have an influential presence across the country and around the world have an important role to play in fighting. Watch this. I'm quoting state sanctioned discrimination wherever it exists. Mm. So these people, man, th these people are the warriors, man. Hmm. They are fighting to protect people. Man, I was Christian. If you had more backbone. Oh, what? but you, you see, but you see. Listen, Damn. listen, okay. <laughs> the crazy thing to me about this is that these people are in such a powerful position that they're rejecting money. We are still just trying to give money. We're like, please, please take, mm. please take my money. Like these people are in a position where they can say no to five mil. And we're like, I can't cancel my Disney plug. Like I'm, mm. I'm not finna stop going to the parks. Like oh. I, I just want us to think about it. Like they have so much power and so much as we say clout yeah. that they can reject money. Here we are in a desperate situation where we're losing our kids daily. Our kids are being rewired emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And now these people are telling you that, hey, we're actually putting our thumb on these corporations. We need them to be politically active. And we're just still kind of like, We've saved for three years to go to Disney. Well, you better save another year because I've also been reading some articles that they are pricing out regular families. <laughs>
say for another year, they're pricing out regular families. How much does it take for Disney to truly change in the court of public opinion? Look, guys, this is a conversation that we're having in our household right now, right now. And it gets real Mm -hmm. because we got some teenage girls. All right. (laughs) Aaron, the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Oh, man, the time just, man, it just goes by so fast. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Shylin with Immutable. You know, looking yes. on our uh, chat, um, Pastor Carl, makes a, he makes a point there. He said, well, you know, cutting off Disney uh, also means no Marvel, no Star Wars movies, yeah. no ABC, ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those things are all under the umbrella. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens when the Wanstler <laughs> keeps biggering and biggering his company. Oh, I mean, look, and, and here's the thing, guys, and I'm, you know, <clears throat> I want to be as real about this as I know to be. Mm-hmm. What we have done is, man, there have been times where there have been things that have come out from Disney. And we've said, you know, man, I think I think we're done. I think we're done going to the park, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and then we had a season where because our, our daughters were really young, we thought, you know, mm, we don't think that they are discerning enough to understand mm-hmm. how to process some of the content coming from Disney. So we just pulled back on it. And this was after, like, I mean, buying them princess outfits and and wands that light up and and, and taking them to meet Disney princesses. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, we were... It was a big this, deal. It was a big thing, you know? It's huge. It's huge. Because, you know, you're looking for those opportunities where you can sort of... Um, mm-hmm. You know, allow them to understand, okay, fanciful imagination and all of these things. And, and you know, Will is not really one to cut a rug, but he's danced with a princess or two. And, I mean, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things where then you, you just say, okay, so we're going to pull back from this. And mm-hmm. our kids got used to it. They understood it. Um, they didn't. They weren't like, yeehaw, you know. But then as they got older and we started to have deep conversations about things and they were able to point out elements, we thought, you know, well, maybe they – they can watch that. Now, our younger ones still can't because we're still helping them discern. We're still shaping things, right? Mm-hmm. And so that became a thing where, well, when are we ever really, like, separated? You know what I mean? So so we just, these things naturally get cut out until everybody can understand. But now we are at the point where, and again, I'm not trying to give anybody their conscience. Right. I'm just, I want to be transparent here. Yeah. Because I think it's really easy to talk about these things yeah. and, and then to conceal what your own struggles and, and wrestlings and, are. And these are the things that we should be discussing as Christians. Yeah. I think we, you you gain strength from other Christians. You know, you're not saying you got to do this because I, I did this. But, man, these things, you know, I often have the, the question, like, where does it end? And how much are we, you know, um, surveying our heart that if we're loving the world or if there are things that are really right. p- have that a pull on us that we can't yeah. give up. Like those are very valid things we need to talk about as believers and, and let God search our hearts and to see, you know, where we are, you know, yeah, you know, we were talking to our kids about this on Sunday. And in fact, it was after the message that you preached 
um, about us being strangers and aliens in this world and what that looks like. Um, and I was reading an old book, uh, The Triumphant Church. It was a compilation uh, from The Voice of the Martyrs. It was published in 1999. Mm-hmm. And, and I, man, my, my wheels just really got turning as I was reading um, the late Richard Wormbrand's mm-hmm. um, comments on being able to suffer, that we mm-hmm. have got to be willing to suffer, but we also begin to train ourselves now on how to suffer. And the Bible has so much to say about suffering, and we, we plan to do several shows on this, so just stay tuned for that. Um, but the Bible has a lot to say about suffering. And as we were talking to our kids about this and we just we try to bring them into these cultural conversations. Right. Like, let's really talk about this and, and let's express ourselves. Honestly, we're not going to pretend to have all the answers, have it all together. But let's talk about this. These are the young people that the Lord has entrusted to us for to rear for his glory. Amen. And so as we we're talking to them and we're we're all everybody's communicating and going back and forth and and light bulbs are going off here and then. Some people are trying to conceal the light bulb as it goes off. It's like, no, nah, I don't want to, but I do see, but I don't want to see, but I do see, you know. Um, one of the thoughts that occurred to me as we were talking and, and I, I said to them, I said, listen, I said, guys, um, and talking to our big three, I said, look, guys, God is real. God is real. And for those of us who have put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, we're going to be with him. And I said, look, I I can't explain to you how to understand what I'm about to say, but I just really believe with all of my heart, with 100%, I believe that when we stand before God, that when we are in the presence of God, there is going to be this instantaneous, like just understanding and revelation that he was worthy of it all. Mm. He was, he he was worthy of it all. Like, so I, I say, so, so what is it like? I, there are certain things that I just, I'm like, Ah, is it is it not so bad? But but the thing is, if those things rival the holiness of God, if those right. things compete, if they're a competing ideology, right? If they seek to make disciples, and those are the things that we say we're contributing to, is that too much for us to pull back? Is God worthy of that? And and when you start to drill down in those things, and you start to ask the question, because there are so many people, like who would say, you know, no, I'm willing to die for Christ. I'm willing to die for Christ. But but if you press them on some of the things that they love, they're like, but I'm not giving that up. Mm. But I'm not giving that up. I think I, I I think some of the small things really are the they're, they're the indicator of where we are on the big things. Man, that's true. And, and I would say simply just, you know, as transparently as I can. He's worthy of it all. He is worthy of it all. And, and I man, I got some more of this story that I wanted to get to here. Um, I'll open the phone lines up. I want you to know where these people are going. I want you to know how they're going to be working. Um, And I used to say behind the scenes. So that's almost my default. I want to say behind the scenes. But I want you to know how these people are working in in plain sight. They're they're just working out in the open. 888-589-8840. Before I do, before I go back to these um, Hollywood reporter stories, uh, let me turn to the word of God because we anchor all of our conviction, our understanding of what's happening in the culture by looking at the word of God and allowing the word of God to give us discernment. That's how our discernment gets sharpened. And there's something interesting in Psalm chapter 12. And I wanted to just read Psalm chapter 12, verse eight, but I think verses one through seven are very instructive for us. And it's important for us to get a little bit of a context here. Here you have David and David is lamenting the fact, the fact that there are no faithful men around him, that no one's standing like, you know, look, there's so much wickedness around me. And here, this is Psalm chapter 12. I encourage you to go back and read it later. Verse one. Save, O Lord, for the godly one is gone, for the faithful have vanished from among the children of man. 
everyone utters lies to his neighbor with flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that makes great boasts. Those who say with our tongue, we will prevail. Our lips are with us. Who is master over us? Verse five, because the poor are plundered because the needy groan. I will now arise, says the Lord. I will place him in the safety for which he longs. The word of the Lord, the Lord are pure words like silver refined and a furnace on the ground purified seven times. You, O Lord, will keep them. You will guard us from this generation forever. And here's verse eight. Here's verse eight. On every side, the wicked prowl as vileness is exalted among the children of man. The wicked increase and prowl on every side mm. when those things that we say are vile get exalted in our midst. Wow. So, so we with our, so, so David is lamenting like, man, there's nobody who does right. Like, man, all the good people are gone. Like, where are all these people? And he said, the Lord is going to deliver. But the last verse in that song actually says, but you know, there's, it, there's something about when vileness is exalted among men, the wicked prowl, they hmm. prowl on every side hmm. when vileness is exalted among the sons of men. Like, think about this. There are things that we are lamenting, that we are crying out to God and we're saying, God, this is wicked. God, this mars your image in mankind. Lord God, this is, this is unholy. And yet we, you know, we allow it to entertain us. Yeah. We consume it. We fund it. And we dare not give it up because it's a part of our Americana. It's a part of our culture. And so what I'm saying is there shouldn't be a conflict, but the Lord, man, the Lord bears with us, right? I think at some point, though, you get to the place where you're just like, man, there's enough that has been revealed that you kind of know where these people are. Mm. All right. I'm going to go to the phone lines because I said I would. And I, I want to make sure to get to some of our calls. If I have time to weave in some more of these articles, I will do it because you need to know that the employees at Disney. Let me say this one last thing. I'm sorry, guys. One last thing. The employees at Disney, at Disney, this is included in the Hollywood Reporter story, were conflicted. They were so outraged over Chapek's silence that they were conflicted over whether or not they should quit or they should keep working. Let me just read to you this last line. And some of these are, quote unquote, anonymous sources that came to the Hollywood Reporter, but they didn't want to give their names. OK, so here we go. This last thing and then we'll go to the phone lines. Multiple sources also said Chapex moves over the last week made them question staying on the job. Listen, please lean in on this, guys. Several employees expressed that Disney's size and industry prominence, however, make it, quote, difficult to walk away, end quote, as doing so may mean no one is left to challenge them. Both narr both narratively wow. <laughs> and in Disney's hiring practices. Wow. Listen, and one more paragraph here and then <laughs> then then we're <laughs> man playing chess. Come on, Will. Like wow. they. Okay. OK, right. So here we go. Quote, if we quit, it's LGBT people out of work. We're punished for powerful people's decisions. And if we leave, Disney goes back to what it was. And we stopped making the content that we needed as kids. Mm. One last quote here. Wow. 
There's something empowering about being able to do that through one of the world's most powerful companies, end quote. Mm, see. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. It's at, at, some, at some point, you're going to just have to believe them. At some point, you're going to just have to take them at their word and stop trying to clean up what you think they mean so that you can keep enjoying the stuff you enjoy. You're going to have to just say, nah, they just, okay, that's it. The jig is up. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go? All right. Let's go to Kevin in Indiana. Hi, Kevin. Well, hi. How are you guys doing today? Doing Hello. Good. Hey, so I'm looking at this. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at this uh, headline. It says, uh, you know, the company's poor response. Well, I didn't think it was that poor. Right? <laughs> right. So, um, it's, it's, it's not. People, people... <sighs> Tom Selleck said one time, children can't do the right thing and they don't know what the right thing is. And I thought he made a good point there. You remember Tom Selleck, Magnum mm-hmm. P.I.? Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he said that one time. And I thought it was a great point. And, and we're, we're slowly being corrupted, and the world is constantly trying to take away from God what is God's, right? Mm-hmm. In the Bible, this that which belongs. Give that to what is Caesar, Caesar and but what is God is God's. And and God wants nothing of of the evilness of man, but man wants all the glory of God, right? Mm, one way that's street. a good point. So uh, it's 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 constantly taking. And and example, tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day, and it's it is St. Patrick's Day, by the way. It's a day of obligation. So if you're a, a, a Christian, and you know, check and see if your denomination, if you're supposed to go to church tomorrow. Because I'm a hey, Kevin, I want to I want to say something, though, before you move too far away from the point that you were originally making, if I could just jump in here, because I, I I would like to run a highlighter over your original comments here. When you were talking about kids not being able to do the right thing if they don't know what the right thing is, I think that that's a point that we need to kind of hang out at just for a second here before we move on, because if we understand that Disney has shaping power. Do you understand that when 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 our kids consume content, it actually um, tells them how to view the world. It tells them how to respond in certain situations, ways that they may not have thought before now gets normalized because they've consumed this content. And I think if parents just on a basic level understand this, you would understand the great power that an entertainment or a media company has who has the eyes and the ears and dare I even say the heart of children. So, Kevin, I think that was an excellent point that you were making there. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Paul in Louisiana. Hi, Paul. Hey, I'm ready. All right. Go, go ahead. ahead, Paul. Hey, this is Paul. Hey, um, Miki, I've seen you when you were back in Lafayette. So, Wow. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> you were just a twinkling in the eye. <laughs> and, um, you know, um, y'all, y'all Wait, were just what? getting the hookup going on. Wait, you're gonna have to make look. We don't have time for you to make me remember, but I mean the accent is enough. I feel like it's this is genuine. Well, look, if I'd answer the phone, one of my best friends would always answer his phone. Hello, (laughs) you know who I'm talking about. Anyway, Uh we can reminisce another time. I got a throwdown for you. Okay, go ahead. Throwdown for you, and we might be able to talk. Are you going to New Orleans for the uh, Nine Days of Hope? No, it's we're not going to be. It's eight. It's eight days. Of, I mean, you. You seem like you want to do an extra day. We're not. We're not going to be in Laplace. 
you know, we get so many of those hurricanes down there. We do so much of that work. It's like, I don't remember how many days it is. We keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. Are you going to uh, be down there? I am probably going to be in my truck. I'm a, I'm, I'm a truck driver now, so. <clears throat> hey, look, Paul, you're going to you're gonna have to. You're, we're running out of time here. Paul, <laughs> he need to email us. Here's, you're going to have something. to email us. And make us remember who you are. Because usually when a person says that they remember us, we can remember them. So email addisons at AFR.net to make us remember. We're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.